I V M. You are listening to the signals. Brought to you by Front Page Studios. Apple Pay, which by the way is not yet available in India, is the leading mobile wallet in the US. In the past five years, Apple Pay has seen its user base grow from 50 million to more than 500 million. The super secretive iPhone maker does not release official stats on use of its mobile wallet, but according to some estimates. Apple Pay accounts for 6% of global purchases. Now, if we believe Michael Abbott, who's the global head of banking at Accenture, this 6% represents a 40 trillion dollar experience. And as he told the Financial Times, and I'm reading it out, if you sit in front of that experience, you can monetize it. Now, according to the business newspaper, this has made big fat banks on Wall Street nervous, as they have long dominated the payments portion of financial services. especially when it comes to consumers but of course the big banks ain't sitting quiet either rather they are actively scheming and collaborating to fortify their position against big tech this time as a united front now to compete with apple's tap and pay mobile wallet jp morgan chase bank of america wells fargo and others are building a common mobile wallet app the product called pays i know a strange name but it will be launched next year for the bank's 150 million customers now unlike apple pay which does not contain any money pays will directly be connected to customers credit and debit card accounts and the new app will be managed by early warning services a bank consortium that already runs payments app cell but now the question is will big banks succeed in the battleground of mobile wallets or will they struggle to make a comeback with customers who have already gotten used to the ease of apple pay well according to the consultants quoted in financial times to give pays a shot in the market banks will have to commit to allowing it to connect directly to customers bank accounts which will give it an added advantage over apple pay but doing that can irk america's regulators who might argue that opaque structures of fintech can open america's banking system to the so called bad actors For the next few minutes you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini and this is the deep dive for September 19th, 2023. Eight years ago in New York, the world decided, "Hey, enough is enough. It's high time that we do away with poverty." And come on, Hunger is so 20th century. So for once and for all, we got to put a full stop on it. And well, while we are at it, let's cheer up because it's going to be an equal and a just world. This very theatrical moment in the history of the world unfolded at a United Nations summit in September 2015 when a total of 193 countries signed up to 17 sustainable development goals all to be realized by the audacious deadline of 2030. Among these wildly ambitious goals one was to ensure healthy lives and to promote well-being for all at all ages. Now nestled within this grand ambition was a very specific target which was by 2030 we will annihilate the epidemics of AIDS, tuberculosis and malaria, three of the planet's deadliest infectious diseases. But now with the world halfway to that deadline 
the mood is kind of sober peter sands who is the executive director of the global fund to fight aids tuberculosis and malaria said the world is well how do i put it likely to miss the target of ending aids tb and malaria by 2030 ouch broken promises do hurt mr peter but moving on in a statement the fund noted that getting back on track to fight these diseases especially after the pandemic had been made much more challenging by a combination of interconnected and colliding crises well if we were to filter out all the unnecessarily bloated words that the official just loved to sprinkle in official statements the fund is basically saying that climate change and conflicts have made it harder to contain infectious diseases for one take malaria scientists are worried that malaria carrying mosquitoes are moving higher up into areas that were once inhospitable to them including the slopes of mount kilimanjaro and the mountains of eastern ethiopia professor manisha kulkarni who is studying malaria in sub saharan africa at the university of ottawa told the associated press and i'm reading it out verbatim as it gets warmer at higher altitudes with climate change and all of these other environmental changes then mosquitoes can survive higher up in the mountains which basically means people living in these areas could be newly exposed to malaria and as covid showed us when unexposed population comes in contact with new pathogens the affliction spreads faster the global fund to fight aids tuberculosis and malaria noted in its recent report that malaria is spreading to highland parts of africa that were previously too cold for the mosquito carrying the disease causing parasite furthermore extreme weather events like floods which have been happening more often over the past decade are leading to spikes in infections and disrupting treatment in various locations and then as the fund said in countries like sudan ukraine afghanistan and myanmar just reaching out to vulnerable communities is a big task due to security issues in these conflict ridden regions well all of it is just stuff of dystopian dreams as if global warming oh sorry global boiling wasn't enough now we got to deal with mosquitoes in mountains too honestly can it get any worse if you like listening to the signal daily please show us some support rate and review us on apple podcast and spotify we'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast so feel free to shoot an email at hello@theratethesignal.co also on that note the signal daily crew is taking the day off on tuesday on account of ganesh chaturthi so there won't be a new episode on wednesday instead we'll be replugging two of our timeless stories stay tuned and we'll be back with a brand new episode on thursday The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written and researched by Anoop Sembal, edited by Dinesh Narayanan, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.